Hi. Hi. Welcome back to With Friends Like Us. It's Annalise. And Taylor. Your resident besties. Today we wanted to chat a little bit about how friendships and how they work. When to hold them, when to fold them. (laughs) So let's just chat a little about when we hold on tight to a friendship and when we need to realize it's time to let go. Yeah. Cut the cord. Yeah. As they like to say. Snip, snip. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So grab your bestie, your favorite coffee, and let's get into it. It's coffee time. Coffee. I'm not drinking coffee today, but Taylor is. I am. And I went a little bit rogue, did a little homemade situation with um, coffee grounds from Sisters Organ. Let me taste. Oh, fancy little insulated mug with a lid. Yeah. And a soft bottom. So you can't hear when I pick it up and put it down. Oh, fancy. So how is it? It's pretty good. Just a little basic, a little milk, a little sugar-free mocha pump. Not bad. All right. Better than paying $7 at Starbucks. Okay. Well, you don't have to be a hater, but... (laughs) I love Starbucks. (laughs) Starbucks is better than this coffee, (laughs) but it just saved me money. Yeah. That's what I do at night when I really want a coffee. I'll make myself a hot coffee, put some vanilla creamer in it, and it's just basic. All right, so let's dive into this today because I really feel like this topic is something that I don't really hear a lot of people talking about, like when a friendship is, you know, in the thick of it and you're trying to decide, like, is this something that I want to hold on to or is this something that's like toxic and I can't do this anymore and everything that goes along with that? No, and you want to know why? Because you see so much on social media that's always the positive. You're not hearing like we broke it off as a friend, you know? But it is funny because when you follow people, like random people that Mm -hmm. you don't know on Instagram, of course, and you're like, oh, how cool they made a friendship with someone else that I also followed. Has it ever happened to you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that happened with two different sets of people that I followed. And then all of a sudden I was like, hmm, they stopped posting about each other. So then you have to do like investigation station. Oh, yeah. Deep dive. And I'm like, what is going on? Until you finally get to the comments of somewhere where one of them was finally like, we have to address this. Uh, (laughs) And I hate it because all they generally say is, you know, we're just at different stages in our life and that's okay. I wish them the best. Yeah. And I'm like, no, girl, I want the tea. Yeah. Drop the tea. That's when you have to start following those accounts that all they do is spill the tea and all they do is like the gossip stuff. If you care. I mean, I don't really follow that unless I see like some beauty influencer that has like completely lied about a product and then the whole social media blows up. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm going down the rabbit hole and trying to figure out what is going on. Yeah. I mean, that would be ideal if these people were like in that realm, but oh, these not. are just, no, they're your average Joe's that I probably followed for like inspiration or probably a weight loss page. Oh, I thought you were talking like TikTok. Like Kardashians. No, no, no. Like, oh, no. these are just like general. And I'm okay. like, oh, I followed them for one purpose or another, probably weight loss. So they don't have the blue check mark is what you're telling me. Not all of them. No, some okay. of them do, but you know, to pay for that. So you do? Yes. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I thought it was just like the elite status were led into this. And- no. And in fact, someone with a blue check mark just responded 
to a post I saw on Instagram yesterday and it was like from our old high school. And I was like, oh, who do we know with a blue check mark? So I go in and I'm like, 400 followers. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. you want to um, you paid. Oh, you paid. That's not cute. No, because I want to see. Did you earn that blue check? Yeah, I want to know that they verified you like they literally did a deep dive and made sure that you were lucrative enough to have a blue check mark. Regardless, I still see these people and I'm like, you folded. This whole time I was like, I just want to get to a blue check mark with this podcast. I want our <laughs> podcast to have a blue check mark. I mean, okay, that can still happen. It would still be cool. Well, I yeah, still will want to be but, verified. But to know that someone could just pay for it to make themselves seem like they're cool mm, <laughs> this whole time. Oh, yeah, but I'm definitely not getting a blue check mark until it's like a thousand plus. A blue check mark when like, pe- yeah, when people are actually listening to our podcast yeah, exactly. and loving it and commenting and all that. So do it, guys. Yeah. Do it, please. <laughs> Give us a blue check mark. We want to be verified. When to hold them. I'll hold you, t- Taylor. Forever. Oh, thank you. I'll hold you to that the stars so and the moon weird. and beyond. Let me hold you. Oh. Let me hold you. <laughs> the other day I thought about that. I think I might have been working or looking at this draft. And I was like, let me hold you. Let me hold you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sweet baby Ray. <laughs> yes. When Annalise made that song, it was perfect for this. Well, truth be told, I started that song because when my oldest niece was born and I would go over like to visit and she never wanted anyone to hold her. I would literally like sing, let me hold you. And like you move my <laughs> fingers towards her, like, come on. And so that's how that song was born. And then uh-huh. after that, I would use it to anybody that I wanted to hold. <laughs> and oddly enough, that was like a 55 year old man with a mustache. <laughs> he was a little baby Ray. Little baby, hey, I'm not hating. I loved it. But when you said, I just want to hold him, I was like, what? <laughs> I wanted to rock him like a baby in a rocking chair and <laughs> no. soothe him to sleep. That is literally one of the funniest things. Yeah, I, I was a little baby Ray. I know. So okay. I'm glad you sang it. So anyway, <laughs> when to hold your friends and when to let them go. I don't know. I could be in the minority here, but I feel like you innately know that there's a person you're going to hold on to them forever. Yeah. Or like a group of people that you've known for a really long time where you've just decided like, no matter what you do, I'll always love you and we'll go through it. And even when it gets hard or even when we have conflict or whatever, like even though it's not easy, we'll work through it in whatever way we decide that that's appropriate. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, of course, like a random person that you met a month ago that you don't really have a connection with and they do you dirty, then yeah, cut them off. Right. Cut them at the knees and don't look back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The value of open communication and addressing those types of things with your friends that you decide are the worthy ones, the worthy, the chosen ones (laughs) of those that you're going to hold on to. Like that's where that communication piece comes in to it of like, even when it's really uncomfortable, mm-hmm. of like addressing those things. But like, you, like you said, you know who those people are. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> they'll surely show their colors if you go to address something that you thought you could. And then you get some sort of like offhanded comment or return back. And you're like, oh, we are not those people. Right. Maybe I'm not going to cut you right now, but good to know. Note taken. G2K. I once had a coworker mm-hmm. that I was like really close to. 
Like so much so that like it was beyond coworkers. Like we were still friends even after I left that place of employment. I considered her, I was like, oh my God, like this is how you make friends, like outside of the school environment. And I really thought like, I'm going to have a lifelong friend in this person. We hadn't really ever had conflict. Like really, like I felt like we meshed so well. We could have conversation. Everything was open. We had, we could hang out together like for extended amounts of time and didn't get annoying. I mean, cause you know, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, totally. And I guess in one of our conversations, I had made a comment that pissed her off. Oh, really? Yeah. And she didn't say anything to me. I want to say a good, like, couple months went by where, like, she didn't ghost me, but the communication was minimal. I could tell something was off, but we didn't see each other every day anymore because we weren't working together. And I was like, the fuck happened? Like, I really, really liked and loved this person. Like, did I do something, you know, is like her life different? And like, I I didn't know. And then finally, I don't, I think it was like a text or she sent me an email, this long ass email. email. Oh, she took it back old school. Yeah. She wrote me like a really long email telling me why she like, sorry, I've been distant, but this is why. And I had hurt her feelings with something that I had said and in no way, shape or form. What, I'm going to be defensive for myself here. And this was years ago, but what I said had nothing to do with her and everything to do with me, Mm -hmm. but she took it very personally. I felt like we were good enough friends for her to have said something to me, at least wait like a couple days that would have been acceptable or like a week, not freaking two months later. And then write me this long ass email. When I read it, I was like, Oh, we're not friends. Like I thought we were. Mm -hmm. Because if you were like, if we were, mm -hmm. you would have said something to me a long time ago, or you would have, or you would have in that moment been like, what do you mean by that? And be curious rather than jumping Mm -hmm. to conclusions about what I said. Oh yeah. Cause that could have been squashed like within seconds. In that minute. Yeah, exactly. That to me was like a telltale of like, this is what this is. This, our friendship wasn't what I thought it was. You don't even feel comfortable or close enough to me to have addressed that with me. Instead, I get iced out for two months and all these weird like exchanges and stuff. I'm like, you made me question myself for a long time. So Mm -hmm. I was like, in my mind after that, I was like, I, yeah, I'm going to let go of this. Like, I'm not going to continue to put in my heart and all of that. And I did apologize. I wrote back to her and I apologized for hurting her feelings. And I let her know that was not my intention. And I kind of explained why I said what I said, but then I also apologized and said like, I should never have used those words. Like I never should have said it that way. I wish I would have known even in that moment by like a facial expression that it upset you that because I would have 100% delved into what I meant. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I took accountability for it because I did hurt her feelings and that's not okay. But then I just realized like, this is not the friendship. If I can't be open and honest and like express my feelings without feeling like every word that comes out of my mouth is going to be judged. Like Mm -hmm. I, I'm not interested in holding a friendship with someone that I can't speak freely with. You can't hold space for them. Exactly. Yeah. And no grace to like, allow me to explain, like Mm -hmm. we were close enough. I thought where I believed that she knew that I would never do anything to 
to hurt her intentionally. Mm-hmm. Or at least even give you the benefit of the doubt to explain. Yeah. Like anything. So follow up. Did she reply to the email? Yeah. I don't really remember the contents of it beyond that because I kind of was like, I'm letting go of this. Yeah. And we did hang out a couple of times after and like, it was fine. But like, I had already told myself in my heart, like, this isn't it. Mm -hmm. And I was so invested at the time where I think like, that's where I kind of felt like the grief of that lost friendship. Right. Because I was like, I really cared for her. And I really like, like you thought she was going to be a long-term Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I'm not, I don't have a lot of friends. I, that's not something I value. I, I like quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. And so when I like really clicked with her, I was like, okay, cool. Like I haven't really clicked like this with a lot of people in life. So it was nice to have that outside of like people that I had known my whole life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Isn't it so disheartening though? Like you click and you get so excited because you don't have a big circle of friends. And then something like that happens and you're like, what? did I do to deserve this? Yeah. It was disheartening. It was disappointing. And it was at a time too, where like, this was pre-children. It was like this new and exciting person or like just different, like her life was always like really like, I don't know. She always had all the, the cheese made with like her family and stuff. And I just really enjoyed like hearing about her big full family and just, I don't know, like I really enjoyed her. And so it was like a big thing when that whole when I decided like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to let this one go because yeah. I don't, I don't feel comfortable anymore. And mm-hmm. that's really sad. And that sucked. That does suck. Yeah. Because you're expecting something else and you get something in return. Something yeah. different in yeah. return. Right. I guess that's an example of when to fold them. I think also something that can really prove to be like a solid foundation or something with someone where you want to hold them tight and like, hold on mm-hmm. is sharing experiences or rough patches in life, or even the good times and realizing like that person is there for the long run. They were there when I needed them most. Yeah. And I kind of look at that more like the hold them, fold them, like everyone wants to be there for the good time. So yeah, (laughs) good times are important, but it's so true. What people say is like, you really know who your friends are in times of challenges and adversity. Yeah that's when people show up. And those are the people you want to hold on to the tightest, you know? I feel like it's hard to like nail down shared experiences or like whatnot, especially in situations like you and I, where we've been friends for so long. And, you know, like we talked about in our first episode, like introducing our friendship to everybody, like we had the support of our families and everything. And so like, that was always something that like, I couldn't just go home and be like, fuck Taylor. I'm not going to be friends with her anymore. My, my family would have been like, what happened? What's going on? Or where's Taylor? You haven't invited like they, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like they also aided in that kind of thing. So in a situation where like you may have wanted to let go when you're young or naive or whatever, there are certain things that do pull you back. Right. Even if it isn't family or whatnot, like our circumstance, like, whether you have kids and your kids are best friends with someone and you've built this friendship and then you have a falling out or you face adversity and then, you know, your kids are still friends. So you guys kind of have to work it out mm-hmm. like that kind of situation. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start right. Have you ever, honestly speaking, okay, been in a point in our relationship where you're like, 
I'm just not sure that this is going to pan out for the future. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You have. No. No. But (laughs) I I think I know what you're going to say. Or at least the time period of high school. Yes. Okay. And I think, and I know why. Because I had a friend that I prioritized over all of my other friends at the time. Yes. Because I was in love with him. And I was a dumb teenager. So like, I mean, can you pinpoint what I'm going to say? San Francisco. Yes, girl. Yeah. Okay. But here's the thing. Like I never really had, we need to tell the listeners what we're talking about. Yes. Yes. So we're (laughs) going to go into this, but I, I never, let me just preface this, preface this by saying never once did I think I'm done with her for good. Like this is over. But I also feel like there was another person in that situation that like fed into the drama. 100%. Which caused more distance. So basically, as Annalise said, she had this friend in high school that she was in love with. And so she spent a lot of time with him. Which Correct. Understandable. Honestly, like I wasn't really jealous through most of high school, I think, because I was busy doing other things. So we graduated and four of us went to San Francisco for the day, on at least myself and two other people. Yeah. And we, it was a cool day. Like we did things we hadn't done. We went to hate Ashbury, Ashbury, hate Ashbury. Yeah. Ashbury. Yeah. Um, what else did we do? Like we went to, we did like random we things. We drove down Lombardo Street. Lombard. Is that wrong? <laughs> Lombard, yeah. Oh, Lombardo. Lombard Street. I like it though. Whatever. <laughs> I was shaking in my boots because oh, we yeah. were all in Taylor's Tahoe. Oh, right? yeah. 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 It, no. Yeah, we were. Were we? Yeah. Well, who else? Oh, yeah. Well, I you think... have to drive all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, it was you. You're right. Because in that same trip, one of the people, the passengers, I, I will never forget every time I drive in the city, I think of this. And he was like, you just got cut off by a two length bus. Who gets cut off? <laughs> By a two-length bus. Like, mind you, it's the Muni. So there's, like, essentially two city buses. Yeah, you're, like, an 18-year-old girl who's yeah. never driven in the city before. <laughs> That's who. I was like, excuse me, I'm not going to have all of your lives in my hands and have to go mm-hmm. talk to your parents because I wanted to beat the bus. Exactly. No. No. We're good. Okay, so back so to the So anyway, story. so we have this great day, right? And then I think it was at lunch or nearing the afternoon, and Annalise said, hey, like, my friends in town and there's a play cause they were theater uh, people. So that was a big thing. Thespians. If I'm you like will. really interested to see how you remember it and like how I yes, remember it. Me okay. Too. okay. So she tells us like, Hey, do you guys mind if we go, if I go to the theater and I think at first we were like, that's fine. Yeah. And then I, then you're like, okay, you can just drop me. And I think then at that point, when we dropped you, we, for some reason, hadn't thought it through, but we realized, oh, you're leaving us and you're going with him. And so we were like, okay, so we dropped you. And I do remember like that whole car ride home was just like, how dare she? Yeah. She Sh- left us for on him. Me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. We had this whole nice day and she like, retrospect, our day was over. We weren't going to stay there for hours. That's why, like, I remember being like, because I remember he was texting me and he was like, hey, I don't even remember what play it was. It was the dancing one. 
Do not ask me. <laughs> Moulin Rouge? No, 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 no. Chicago. I'll remember it later. But the girl on the the red leotard, they were dancers. That was the whole thing. Anyway, it's a musical. And he texted me and was like, hey, I won lotto tickets to go see this. I know you're in the city today. Do you want to go with me? And I remember texting him and being like, my friends will hate me if I do this. And he was like, I have the tickets. Come on. And you're like, and I was but like, I love you. <clears throat> no, I was like, but I really want to go to the show. Right. And I remember texting him back and being like, I mean, we're getting ready to leave. So technically I'm not leaving them. I would just be missing the ride home. And he was like, yeah, just text them and I'll meet you in the city. I'll get on bar and I'll meet you there. And I was like, okay, I'm going to ask them. And you guys were all like, yeah, that's fine. And I was like, fuck, they're mad. Like they're <laughs> mad. But I was like, well, we're going home anyway. Like in my head, I was like, oh, I'm going to be selfish. I really want to see this show. And so I did. And then that was. And yeah. yeah. So now <laughs> thinking about it as a grown adult, I'm like, okay, we were on our way home. What did it matter? There were three other of us. So it's not like if you had done that, and it was just me. I would have been hot. Yeah. I probably wouldn't hot have done it in that block. situation. Yeah. Probably. Mm. I don't think I would have because I wouldn't have wanted you to drive home by yourself. Like that to me would have felt like I was leaving. I didn't feel like I was leaving any one person because there was four of us. Right, right, right. And if I could be honest in this situation, I was, I was the odd man out because I didn't hang out with With the one of us. Yeah, yeah, because we guys were like a trio, and then sometimes I hung out with you and the other guy. But the girl I never hung out with. Right. So I kind of felt like so they won't out. really miss me because right. they hang out together all the time. Right. Okay. So uh, that situation happens. And then I think we all like, whatever. We were kind of over it a couple days later, whatever. I was just like, it doesn't even matter anymore. And then the guy and I go to your house for whatever purpose, probably just hang out because it was summer. And your dad like oh, unleashed yeah. on him. From what I recall. Yeah. And just like, how dare you leave my daughter in the city? Because he was the man in the situation. So he should have made sure you stayed with us. And at that point we were like, huh? But wait, she was with her friend who you know very well. Yeah. Another male. See, and what's really crazy to me in that situation is like, I remember getting home and like telling my parents like, oh, I met this friend out there. And they were like, oh, okay. My recollection, like I don't remember him being mad. Yeah. So to and I was <laughs> very different here. Yeah. And maybe I've just blocked it out because it's like trauma based. I don't know. But like, I remember I wasn't there for the reading of the riot. I was yeah. like in the shower or something. So I was not witness to that whole thing. Right. I just remember us feeling very uncomfortable. And like, I don't even know that I was in the room, but I was in earshot of it. Because your dad was just like more so upset that the one male did not make sure you stayed with the group. And that's where we were like. Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But she was with a friend. Like we didn't get it because it wasn't some rando person you met online. And it's crazy because I was also an adult at this point who made a choice to stay on the city. And I also told my parents. So it's not like I just didn't come home one night. Right. And so I was it was home like that same night. Yeah. It was just all this yeah, like yeah. weird, like, yeah. And then that was the day, like, at least for you and the, our guy friend, that was it. Yeah. 
he folded on you quick. Yeah, like, he did. It, bizarre. Like I, I got it. Like I was in the middle so I could see both. I wouldn't have folded on that, but he was like so upset that he was made to feel like responsible right. when he felt like he was being turned on by you because you ditched us. Yeah. And then I think his whole thing too was like, well, you didn't say anything to stop your dad or like afterwards be like, that's not cool. And I'm just like, what is happening here? Yeah. It's not even that big of a deal. Honestly, like we're however far past this. So fast forward into the summer, we didn't hang out at all that summer after that. My recollection of that was things were weird. And then we exchanged some text messages. And I feel like, I mean, we were young, so I felt yeah. like. I just avoided because I didn't know what to do or say because I did feel like I was in the wrong. So I just didn't want to, like, I felt like I apologized, but then I wasn't like going out of my way to like hang out. Cause I just felt like you were mad at me. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going <laughs> to stay away because she's mad. And I think I'm one of those people that when I feel like someone's mad at me or something's happening and I know I was in the middle of that because I had you over here and I was like, okay, I get it. And I have him over here, like totally hot. And I'm just like, what the heck? And I'm someone that just doesn't want to like, kind of like you, like, I don't want to, I, someone's mad at me. I don't want to be part of that. Like, that's how I feel. But then that also like, that lets things simmer and simmer and simmer. And it goes so long. Yeah. Unnecessarily. So I remember not, yeah, maybe some texts, but like, did not hang out at all. And then you invited me to your going away party. Oh, we didn't hang out at all. No. I literally have zero recollection, you guys. We hung out not a once after that for the summer. And you invited did me you to, come to my party. I did. Was it you don't remember that? It was Why, so we weird. Yes. Huh. Okay, I think I remember it a little bit. <laughs> it was so weird because it was just me from our class and everyone else that was older because they were your theater friends. Yeah. So I was like, and then I was the odd man out, but I'm like, I'm not gonna miss this. Like and sometimes I think about, like, what if I had not gone? What was would it, have happened? Was it at my parents' house? Yeah. Okay. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to leave. And you walked me out. And then we just both started crying. And then we hugged each other, which also isn't in our nature. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, and I think I said to you, like, we wasted an entire summer. Like, Yeah, we should have cried what? and hugged a long time. Yeah, ago. like, what was the purpose? Well, because we're both people pleasers. And we both were, like, scared to, like have a conversation about it, but we also have to give each other grace. Like we were 18 years old and had never really faced any kind of conflict before. Right. Yeah. And I mean, in that, when you think about it, so stupid, like, yeah, but, but our feelings were valid. Like your feelings were valid. And I feel like, like you said, like you had the negativity from another person reminding you constantly about my indiscretions (laughs) and yeah. Which yeah. completely valid. Like my dad should never have yelled at him. That should never have been a thing. I don't even recall, but I do think that I did tell my dad. Like I, I have this gut feeling that I did tell him. Like I, rem- well, I don't know why you're, why you would even say that or do that. I remember you saying that, and I think for that person, he was just so far like. That should have never happened. So it is what it is. And I think when he told me, like, basically fuck off, and he did, I think he actually told me to fuck off. I think I respected that. I was like, okay, like, I respect your decision. Mm -hmm. And I didn't 
lose a night of sleep. So, oh, well, then you both kind of knew there. That. Yeah. I mean, he was a good friend, but like that was a seasonal friendship for me. Mm-hmm. I knew after high school we wouldn't be friends. Mm. I just knew like we were. We worked together and we were in the same circles, but he wasn't the type of person that I would, you know, jump on a plane to go see. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That does. Yeah. So I would say that was, and like I said, I didn't want to fold, but it was at a point during that whole summer. And that was like a big summer because it was the last summer, the last summer before we both went off to college and you going six hours away. And then when you take into account my almost two hours we're at an eight hour gap here, which isn't, you know, commutable for us. You weren't yeah. driving at the time. I wasn't in a position to take road trips down south. So, like, had we not had that final exchange, I really don't know, like, where we would be right now. Yeah, because you and I both, like we say, like, we kind of avoid. Yeah. We don't like the conflict, so we kind of avoid. And then what would happen? We just would have gone our separate ways. I'm just like thinking back now, like, what did I do that summer? Because who who did I hang out with? Well, probably the theater kids. No, because no, maybe, maybe. Or you just slept all summer. Yeah. Well, you know, I love to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. But I just, I remember thinking in that moment on the street in front of your parents' house, we're bawling, we're hugging, and in my head, I'm like, "This is these are so many emotions because it's your best lifelong friend going off to college. You're going off to college. You're starting these new journeys in life, which are so new and exciting, but also terrifying. Mm-hmm. You haven't spoken in a couple months, and it's like, this is yeah. it. Where are we going to go from here? Like, And that's already scary enough when you are talking all the time. Yeah, that's true. And then it's like, oh my God, what did we just do? We just wasted a whole summer. See, but I feel like even though, you know, me and my horrible memory, like I have a horrible memory, but I don't think I ever felt like, am I still going to be friends with this person or have I lost this person? I just kind of felt like I knew, or at least I thought I knew like through our high school experience, especially like when I really got into theater and like had that group of friends, like I felt guilty a lot of the time because I like, I knew that like I was separating it away from you. And so I was like, already felt that kind of way. And so that's why I already felt guilt from that. So I felt like, oh, I've done really fucked it up now. But Mm -hmm. in my mind, I was like, it'll just take time. Right. And honestly, that's probably what would have happened. Like, yeah. Had I not shown up to your party and we not had that exchange in the street. I feel like if you didn't show up to my party, I probably would have texted you and been like, thanks for not coming to my party. (laughs) And then we would have gotten into it through text message. Wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me you're going to avoid me because you think I'm mad at you. But then you're going to come come from my throat. Well, if you didn't come, if I offered you an olive branch and you threw it in my face, yeah, yeah I guess. probably would have come at you. I would have been like, why do I want to come with you and your thespian friend? <laughs> and we watched Illegally Blonde on the TV because that is when it was like. Oh, the show. Yes. When they were casting the Woods. Yes. Yeah. And was I was like, show. it was a good show, but I'm like, I am here with all these people that are not my friends. Was, was it weird? It was so weird for me, but the thing is like, I can adapt. So like, 
I knew those people because you hung out with them. So of course I'm going to know them. We'd go to coffee shops and stuff like that. So they were cool, but they weren't my friends. Probably how you felt in San Francisco that day. Yeah. Like just the odd ball. Yeah. But I think in my heart, I knew like I have to go to that party. Yeah. Cause if I don't, I don't know how that's going to make me feel. And I think if it were the other way around, I would have sucked my shit up, put my tail between my legs and gone to your party. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I, cause I was the one in the wrong, or at least that's how I felt because I was. And I feel like I would have done the same as you, like as awful as it would have been. Yeah. Cause then you would have to face those same people. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm sure they would have not talked to me. Lucky for you. My mom hated parties. So I didn't have a going away party. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But, um, I guess we should tell the listeners I'm no longer friends with that one person <laughs> I went to the show with because yeah. I folded on that one too. Oh Man, yeah. I fold on a lot of people. I yeah. mean, it, I don't even know if I would call that one a fold. It was a fold. Oh, it was a complete fold. Okay. I actually said, I will, I no longer want to be your friend. Oh, you snipped that cord hard. Yeah. Hmm. Because he did to me what I did to you. Karma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like, no. But yeah. It's crazy because with that one, I mean, I felt like we would have been lifelong friends too. Yeah. I will tell you, that's probably the one friendship break in your life that still shocks me to this day. Yeah. I wouldn't have ever seen that one coming just because you guys were like, like, I joined at the hip. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you guys could have worn the same pair of pants to school every day. It's crazy because like I was in love with him. I'm sure he knows this. I was in love with him. And then he, you know, came out of the closet, came out as gay. And then like that piece of me died. And then I was like, oh my God, my friend, you know, and then I, our friendship, you know, shifted and changed. We were still very close. But it was like any time he had any romantic relationship, the people that he was in a relationship viewed me as a threat and would literally every single one of them was like, you can't be friends with her anymore. And he would dump me every single time. Mm. And after three times, I was like, I am not doing this anymore. And anytime they would break up or cheat on him or whatever it was, he'd come running back to me. I'm so sorry. I should never do this. And. And then I was like, you're right. And, you know, took him back and, you know, all intensive purposes. And then finally I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And then he launched on to some other person, friend of his, and then they became, they lived together and then they were best friends and the rest is history. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That was sad. But then also like in those situations when I finally cut that friendship off, cause I, I mean, all through text messages, cause I'm a pussy. (laughs) And I can't tell anyone to their face that they're being fucked up to me. Um, I straight up said, like, I no longer want your friendship and this isn't good and blah, blah, blah. And so I folded that one. Wow. Yeah. Isn't it funny, though, that so you fold that one Mm -hmm. and I don't want to say, okay, the one with the other guy in the car with us. Yeah. Folded on his end, I guess. Mm -hmm. Between he and I, he's someone I would have thought I would have stayed friends with because we got along really well. And even through college, not even through college, for, for the first couple of years, we were friends and like pretty good friends. Like we would Skype each other, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He too came out of the closet 
And I think that was a turning point in our friendship and not anything on my side, but I truly think he was so, he didn't feel comfortable. Yes. Yes. Or like he was just so fearful of being who he was in his own skin, like living, living here and going to a private Catholic school, all that growing up. Yeah. And it's scary telling your family and everything. I can't, I literally can't even imagine. And then that happened. And I don't even know at what point he came out, who he came out to. I have no clue. But from then on, like we were never, he didn't contact me, like nothing. And I kind of always wondered if he thought like, I'm this person now, this old me cut off. Is dead. Is dead or whoever was in my previous life, like will judge me. So we're done. Yeah. I don't know, but I would have, I do not care. Like you go be you. Whatever makes you happy, I still would have been your friend. So I'm I'm always kind of curious, like, what is that? So there was never a falling out. No. There was just a day, like, you got ghosted, basically. Basically, Did yeah. you ever reach out and then he wouldn't respond? Yeah, I mean, that has happened even, I'm going to say recently, but, like, because we're friends on social media. Although I think Because he's, like, low-key famous, right? Yeah. And I okay. think I follow him, but I don't think he follows me, to be honest. Uh-huh. But I've commented on his stories before because they're funny. But you also want to know what's interesting is like maybe at this point it's been, gosh, when I say 10 years, that seems like I was in high school, but now in my 20s, probably a little less than 10 years ago, he reached out on a random day. It had to been because it was before my sister went to college and they were going to the same, like she was going to go to the school he went to. And he messaged or texted me and was like, Hey, I'm in town. Do you want to get together? And I was like, Oh, sure. And so he came over to my house and I remember like my family was so excited because they hadn't seen him in so long. And I think even my grandparents were there. My grandma was so happy to see him. And we just like went up in my loft and we talked and like hung out for a bit and that was a complete ghost after that. Yeah. Interesting. Complete. So I'm like, I don't know if that was a conversation. I always wonder, is that what he needed to do for his closure? Maybe. You know, which I'm like, if that's what you need, that's okay. Well, and that's like, I guess you could say is what the perfect example of a seasonal friend, mm-hmm. like someone that you were very close to through high school, you know, myself too, with that other friend. Of course you would want it to be more, but for whatever reason, they come in, they teach you something and then they go. Yeah. I mean, even if it's, you don't even get any closure from it and it's just kind of like, well, the good times were good and that was fun. Or- right. Those suck though, because I'm like, I want the closure. Like yeah. that, this is why <laughs> people, I don't watch unsolved mysteries on Netflix because I need to know the ending. Yeah, that's true. And so I'm like, why we were good enough friends. Like, why couldn't you have just said like this? I want you to fold on me. Like just fold then. But I want to know. But do you really think that every friendship has to have that conversation? No, but I know. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like there have been plenty of people in my life where like, we just don't talk anymore. And it's yeah. just like, you don't have to have that conversation of like, well, we didn't go to the same yeah. high school. So we're not friends anymore. Or have you ever seen that like post or whatever? I don't want to call it a meme, but it's on, I've seen it on Instagram and it's like, if only you knew today that it would be the last day you ever spoke to that person. Isn't that wild when you think about it? Yeah. How often has that happened? Just what you're saying. Like, yeah, there's not closure to everything. Just one day you stop talking. 
Well, and I also like had a friend in high school who I was really close to. Um, she lived with us for a little while and then we went off to college and then I came back and then it was like, we were always friends, but then it was like, then she reached out when I came back here and I ended up, she ended up like giving me a job. She was my boss. And then it's like, it seems like our lives keep aligning. Now our kids go to the same school and it's like my, our kids are the same age. And if we keep them at the same school, like we're going to know them. I'll be close to this person probably the entirety of my life. Mm -hmm. And that was a friendship that I thought like, oh, I guess that was it after high school. And then you find ways to reconnect. And every time you reconnect, it's something, I mean, I think it's pretty special to like reconnect with someone on a whole different level and then like go through life experiences with them. And like, I may not be super close to her, but like, I know that anytime I talk to her, like we try to cram in as much life updates, guts, yeah, the real guts in like 45 seconds. It's crazy. Like when we get together, like we'll see each other in passing, like when we're doing drop off. And I know like she's in a big hurry to get to work or whatnot, but like she'll drop a couple heavy things on me and I'll be like, I did this. And she's like, oh my God, you've been wanting to do that forever. Let's get coffee. And then we don't talk. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, it's also kind of cool having those friends where like, you can kind of like give them the salute and be like, yeah, but I'll see you. I'll see you again soon. Like I yeah. know we're going to touch base about something soon because our lives are just they magically cross. aligned yeah. that way. So it's also cool having friends like that. where like, they don't require mm-hmm. the, um, the time or the commitment that like our friendship does. Right. Right. And it's okay to have those, those relationships or friendships with people where you know that they're always there and they are, they are of value to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't have to fold on right, those because right. they just go away. Right. They just reappear sometimes. Yeah. And the ones that are meant to reappear. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of what, what kind of friendship is that? Staccato. <laughs> Staccato friendships. <laughs> uh, leave it to the musical being <laughs> in the corner talking in music terms. Music, yeah. Music theory terms. You know, but also Chelsea, where it will be at, but Chelsea's has been on this podcast or will be on this podcast and she lives across the country and we're very good friends, but we don't, you know, we don't have a whole lot of communication and stuff all the time. It's not one you've ever wanted to fold on. Thank you for bringing that back for me. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. I don't see the value in not having that and maybe that is one not putting anything out there but that would seem like one neither of you want to fold on but at some point maybe it's one that just matriculates like very naturally into something different yeah it already has yeah if that makes sense it already has than what it used to be because i swear you lived in each other yeah (laughs) lived inside (laughs) of each other oh i wish i knew someone like that shut up (laughs) I'm not jealous or anything. Oh, let's talk about it. Communicating your feelings honestly and respectfully with your friends. I mean, that's what a strategy for navigating the process of letting go. Yeah. I feel like we just did that. Guys, we just did that. We just talked something over that we probably hadn't talked over before. Probably never. Yeah. Also on the same. So this, how to let go. It would be great if everyone got like a nice conversation of like, this is what's happening. But like you said, that just doesn't always happen. But then maybe again, you have those conversations thinking we're going to fold and then you realign and you guys are back on track. Yeah. Yeah. 
I definitely think that like you, you could think that you're folding on a friendship and then you can have a conversation and you could try again. I mean, relationships are relationships, like romantic relationships will try again. They end, they'll try again. You know, I feel like friendships are the same way. Yeah. Like you can go through highs and lows and rough patches and think, you know, we're done. And then something comes up. Like, I can't tell you how often something will pop up and I'm like, oh, that reminds me of this person. But like, I'm not in a place where I would send it to them. Yeah. So then I just have to sit in that of like, oh, it reminds me of them. And then I think of like the good times or whatever. And I'm like, wish I could send that to them. I wonder how they're doing. Yeah. Why don't they talk to me anymore? Yeah. No, it's fine. I'm not. You you know, I mean, we're doing this friendship podcast, but I don't want to make any more friends. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I mean, it does require a lot of time, energy and commitment. Yeah. I just am not interested. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe I'll feel differently after my kids are bigger and they don't require so much of me, Mm -hmm. you know, but like, I just feel like I got a good one. I got some good other close friends that provide that, you know. Mm-hmm. sense of self or like that. I don't know. What What am I trying to say? Yeah. No, I feel like you feel fulfilled with where <laughs> you, you are at and what you have right now. Yes, I do. Yeah. And that I think kind of comes to terms too of where we're at in different stages of our lives. Cause I wonder if I had a husband and kids, I would probably feel exactly the same and not saying you're not worth and you're the only thing I need. But sometimes I'm like, Oh, it would be nice to have a friend that could pick up and go, or we could go on a trip because I'm not tied down to anything. Yeah. That's a like really bad term, but I don't have commitments at home. <laughs> on the other hand, I don't ever go anywhere or do anything. So <laughs> I guess it really doesn't matter, but no, but you're a- right. I couldn't, you can just call me and be like, let's go on a cruise tomorrow. And I'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, nah. I can't leave my kids. No. So I'm like, I, there are, I think those stages of being, in very different places of where I sit here and I'm like, Oh, see, like I could easily find myself reconnecting with certain people that I really like. But then I'm like, I feel like you should do that then. But then I'm like, Oh, then I have to go visit them. But (laughs) that's true. (laughs) And then I have to go do stuff. Yeah. But Hey, if you know who you are, hit me up. (laughs) (laughs) They're all sitting at home going, is it me? Is she talking about me? Yeah. And if you're questioning it, just hit me up. That meme you I screenshotted getting... a year ago thinking about you, I'll send it your I'll way. I'll send it. <laughs> I think if the people that you surround yourself with are no longer serving you, I mean, we'll get into this in a different episode about like family. Mm-hmm. Um, but friends, I feel, well, depends on who you talk to. It's much easier to find self-respect and prioritizing your own mental health when it comes to a friend rather than family. But I feel like if you can be honest with yourself about if a person is hurting you or helping you, if you can make that decision and, you know, make peace with it, then I think that's what you need to do. Mm -hmm. You're not only not going to be good for that person, you're not going to be good for yourself in any aspect if you are letting this person suck your soul from you. Yeah. And I I mean, mean, it happens and it could be something really small. Like you find yourself aligned with someone that just sucks all the energy out of the room. You know, they don't have any idea what's happening with your life. Everything is always about them or, you know what I mean? They don't even show any interest in you. Like all of that, like that, 
Mm-hmm. That's not acceptable either because no. you're you just need someone to talk to and to hear yourself to speak because mm. yep. you don't value what the other person has to say to you. Not only is that not a good friend, that's not a good person. Right. And so let me end on this. You know, you be you. You do you as hard as it may seem sometimes and so much easier said than done. If there's that person in your life that is literally just sucking your energy till you're bone dry or not giving you what you're putting into it and not saying it has to be equal, but if you find you're putting so much into something and you're getting nothing in return, do not be afraid to fold. Yeah. Call it quits, wipe your hands of it, and it is okay to walk away because trust me, someone else will walk through the door that was meant to be in your life or that will fulfill you in ways you didn't realize you needed to be fulfilled. Right. And that's okay. That's... And even if not, at least you're not being sucked dry. A hundred percent. And you will feel so much better. Yeah. All you suck at MCs. You suck at MCs. I got nothing on me. I'm a man. Oh, I don't know the words. Go ahead. Don't mess Kevin G. Start it over. All you suck at MCs and got nothing on me. From my grades to my lines, you can't stop Kevin G. I'm a mathlete. The word verb, the word nerd is a verb. Forget what you heard. I'm Kevin Napole. The G is silent when I sneak to the door and make love to your woman on the bathroom floor. You'll know it was me because the next time you see her, she'll be like, oh, Kevin G. That I know. Thank you so much for listening, going on this journey with us. Be sure to subscribe to know when our new episodes go live and follow us on Instagram for the latest news. Feel free to send us a DM or comment on this post and let us know if you've had a friendship that you've had a fold on or one that you maybe thought you did or one that you've held on to for your whole life so far. Cause we want to know who's out there like us, right? Gotta be other people. Love you. Love ya.